0: to me. God wants us to be different. You see, there has to be a difference between us and the world. And then there's this difference that each individual must attain to. You cannot go in the general direction and be a person of distinction. God has called us to be individuals of distinction. And uh, one of the problems you see among youth today is that uh, everyone wants to be like somebody or some people. Uh, they call it peer pressure. And I tell people, no one can put upon you the pressure that you don't allow to be put on yourself. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? No one can put upon you the burden that you don't allow. So you must have made yourself available before someone can come around and put some kind of opinion on on you. Why am I saying this? When we talk about soaring, soaring has to be with, uh, it has to do with flying high. You're flying high. You're going higher than the rest of the people. Now, there's something about soaring. It's not just about flying. Soaring also is about remaining in the air without flapping the wing. So it is this kind of effortless flying. You know, the eagle seems to have mastered that art. The eagle takes off, then gets in the air and rides the wind while other birds will be trying to struggle. You know, it's like swimming in the air. If you know what I mean, if you're a good swimmer, You know, you try to beat, you know, to beat against the water to move forward. But the eagle actually soars, rise on the wings of the wings, so to speak. So when you're talking about soaring, it is about distinction. Hallelujah. I hope everybody is hearing me. I just want to be sure that, um, you know, I'm communicating. Now... I want to emphasize this. Believers, it doesn't matter whether you got born again today or yesterday or 30 years ago or 20 years ago. You have been designed to soar. God designed believers for soaring. There is not one single believer that has been designed to remain on the ground level. God des- It doesn't matter what you are doing. God designed you to soar. Now... Let me tell you this. None of us is doing just one thing in this world. Or none of us is one thing in this world. For instance, I'm a father, I'm a pastor, I'm a husband, I'm a, I'm an author, I'm a publisher, and, and many things besides. I can soar in one and not soar in another. For instance, David, was a great warrior. How many of us remember David in the Bible? David was a great warrior, but David was a bad father. He soared as a warrior, but he was a bad father. He was a great king, he was a great musician. He soared as a musician, but he was a failure as a father. You can see how he raised his children in spite of all he knew, in spite of all he wrote for us. They messed up when it came to the family life, and you can see how this turned out. So there are many people like that who are soaring in, in some aspects of their life, but they're not soaring sometimes in what really counts. God wants every one of us, his belie- the believers, his children, to soar. God wants you to soar maritally, wants you to soar financially wants to soar in your relationship wants to so in business and there is now something I want to emphasize For a believer there is this you know uh, this foundation that will be laid for soaring and it is spiritual. God wants you to soar spiritually first and then other things will follow. but today people want to soar financially first they put that ahead. Young people say, when I make money, when I'm okay, then I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to seek God. Oh, uh, you know, when I get married, then and I have a stable home, then I'm going to seek God. That's not the way God designed it. God wants you, he wants you to soar in all aspects of your life, but it must be hinged on the spirit. Praise the Lord. Before I move forward, I want everyone listening to me to just bow down your head and pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you because of your word that you're sending forth today. Thank you, Lord, because of of the wonderful people, the people of God that you have uh, prepared to put together this program. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, as we're speaking today, let the word go into each heart and sink into our consciousness and subconsciousness in the name of jesus we receive everything you have for us today in the name of jesus thank you father in jesus name we pray hallelujah now you see god wants us to build a spiritual platform it is on that platform that you can soar and remain soaring you see The Bible says, for instance, it is the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow to it. Now, it is possible to be rich without the blessing of God because blessing is not the I mean sorry, riches are not blessings, but blessings bring riches. So there are people who want to be rich and they chase riches, but it comes with a lot of sorrow. The Bible says that the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrows to it. So if you really, really want blessings without sorrow, what do you do? If you want riches without sorrows, what do you do? You seek the blessing of the, of the Lord instead of seeking riches. The same way you want to soar, you don't just say, oh, I'm going to put my energy into going up there. I will, I will fly higher. And then you're just putting all kinds of effort into soaring. You may soar a little, but you're coming back right down there. It is not going to work. It is not going to last. As a believer, God has given us only one way to soar, and it's through his spirit. And that will affect every other aspect of our lives. You see, God, has, God just doesn't want us to know the theories of his word. It is the application that matters. matters. You know, a lot of people can just quote the scriptures here and there, but they're not applying these things to their life. Now, you want to soar, you want to be, you want to excel in all you're doing. The foundation must be spiritual, and I need to emphasize that before moving forward. Let all the young people listening to me understand that the word of God is real. I have counselled many young people, or uh, about. Two or three years ago a lady was saying to me pastor i believe the bible but i don't believe that some of the things in the bible can be applied to our lives today she was sincere but she's being confused by what she's seeing in the world she does not believe you know some people who call themselves believers especially young people today see the bible as an ancient book that has no bearings on our present realities but that is not through. The Bible is eternal. In other words, it is ageless. We cannot say it expired in 1990 or in 1800 or something. The Bible is is ageless. It is eternal. The Bible says, "Forever, O Lord, Thy world, Thy word is settled in heaven." You see, if heaven will expire one day, then God's Word will expire one day. Because the Word of God is settled in heaven, and heaven will never expire. The Word of God will never expire. It is pertinent, and it will be applied to your life, and it is going to be relevant every day, every time. And there's no aspect of your life that you cannot apply the Word of God to. So we need to get that settled. There's no question. There should be no question in your mind that the word of God is true. There should be no question in your mind that God works miracles, that Jesus Christ saves, and that it is He is the only way. And that's something we have to emphasize to young people today. They want to be woke. Believers, they want to be woke. They want to be acceptable to the world. They want to be here and there at the same time. So they say, well, and, you know, as long as people call God and Jesus is just one of the ways through which you can uh, meet God, the Bible does not teach that. Christianity does not teach that. You understand what I'm talking about? Jesus is the way. The only way. And when you settle to that first, that means you know that it's through Jesus Christ that you can go to God. You want to get to heaven, there's no other way. Jesus is the son of God sent to this world. And Jesus is the only one who can save you, who can save your soul. So you have to get born again. You don't just come to church and say, you belong to the choir, you play musical instruments. And uh, you know, you have friends in the church and you've been coming to church for some time or for years or whatever. That does not make you a Christian. Hallelujah. You can bring a dog into the church. It doesn't make the dog uh, a child of God. A man can walk into the church and doesn't make a man, you know, a child of God. You, they could give back to you in the church, but that doesn't make you a child of God. You must give your life to Jesus Christ. You must receive the life of Jesus Christ into you. That spiritual foundation must be settled. Your salvation is very, very important. If you are not born again, you must be born again. If you are not sure you're born again, you must receive the Lord Jesus Christ and set to that thing. And beyond that, you must understand that God is interested in every aspect of your life. That is essential. You see, you have to lay these foundations and without these foundations, you cannot move forward. So forget about swearing. If you have not taken care of that, God wants us to realize that he is interested in all aspects of our life. Look at some people. You know, there is this story told about the man who was to be baptized, see? After he said, you received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, they said, well, you have to be baptized. He said, no problem. So they took him to the river and he was instructed. The pastor told him, he said, look, um, you see the significance of the baptism you are going to experience now is When you go under the water, everything about you goes under the water. Whatever goes under the water belongs to God. So when you come out, you're coming out in newness of life. Everything belongs to God. The man said, okay, no problem. And they took him there, he entered into the river. And as the pastor was dipping him into the river, he pulled out his wallet and made sure that one stayed after us, or you know, it it stayed uh, up, (laughs) you know. Above the water, <laughs> as far as it was concerned, everything would go into the water, but not my wallet. I'm not giving God this. That's exactly the way many people are today. They are ready to give, you know, they, are, they, they, are, they say to they give their life to Jesus Christ, but he's not the Lord of their life. Jesus can be your savior and, he's, and you may decide he's not going to be your Lord. You can be your own Lord. Some people can give God anything but not their time. Once they're in church and the pastor is preaching beyond maybe just one minute or something, then then they begin to complain. You see them embarrassing others by just looking at their watches, at their clocks, whatever. Some cannot give God their money like the man we just mentioned. Some can give God anything but not the way they speak. You see, we got now, you see, some people will say, God, um, you know, I want to go to the university and I want to study. What do you want me to study? I want you to guide me. They are ready to give that aspect to the Lord. When it comes to the area of people and someone to marry, they are not giving God that. Some people are going about now saying, well, God, has uh, you know, he has given us the brain to give gave us brain to think so that we will not disturb him again or something like that. So they are not going to call God to get involved in their marital life. There's nothing concerning and the believers, nothing that concerns God about that. So some people want to prosper. They will get God involved when they are seeking for money. So when they make money, they say, God, well, you have done your own things. Now, uh, uh, now I'm in charge. It's not up to me to decide how I'm going to spend my money. So you're going to see that it's possible to give some aspects of our life to God and not give him other aspects. What aspects of your life do you want Jesus to be in charge of that you want the Holy Ghost to control? Is it just the finances? Is it just your home, marriage aspect, or things like that? I want God to be in charge of all my life. I want to be in, char- I, I, I want to be in charge of nothing. I want God to be in charge of my life, in charge of my home, in charge of everything that has to do with my life. Now, talking about soaring, I'm saying that you must lay that spiritual foundation first. And I'm going to tell you the reason. Now, if you are listening to me and you have heard anything about the Holy Ghost or you know the Holy Ghost, can I see your hand up like this? The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? you have heard of the Holy Ghost, the Holy yes. Spirit. Yes, sir. Oh, right. Okay, great. Praise the Lord. You see, the Holy Spirit is the power of God. There is nothing a Christian can achieve that's going to have any meaning to God, or we have any eternal impact without the Holy Spirit. So, because of that, we can call the Holy Spirit the engine that drives our life. Have you ever, have you ever seen an airplane flying without an engine? impossible it's not possible you want to soar then you need the holy ghost i'm emphasizing this spiritual aspect so that you can know that it's what makes all the difference to begin with i want you to open your bible to isaiah chapter 40 isaiah chapter 40 I'm going to start reading from verse 28. This is a popular uh, package, but I'm going to share some things there that uh, some of us probably have not really into. Isaiah, uh-huh. chapter 40 from verse
1: 28. So,
0: I don't know what uh, version you are reading for, but let me see. I think I have KJV here. No. W E B, that's what I have the version. He said, Have you not known? Haven't you heard the everlasting God, Yahweh, the creator of the ends of the earth, doesn't faint, he isn't weary, his understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, he increases the strength of him who has no might. Even the youths, Faint and get weary, and the young men utterly fall. But those who wait for Yahweh will renew their strength, they will mount up with wings like eagles, they will run and not be worried, they will walk and not faint. Now, listen to this very, very well. I want you to take note of verse 30. Take note of verse 30. It says, even the youths will faint and they will get weary. Now, youths are known for strength. The Bible said the glory of youth is their strength, right? Youths are known for their strength. But let me tell you, when the reality of life begins to strike, when you begin to see something happening in this world, you are going to find out that physical strength is nothing. That physical strength cannot meet some needs. There are things that can be handled by muscles. You get what I'm talking about? You can't. So here is when you really need something beyond the physical strength. Without that, you're going nowhere. You're going nowhere but with the power of God in you. It doesn't matter that you are young or that you are old. As long as you know how to draw, as long as you know how to maximize the power of the Holy Ghost within you, you will soar. So here we have a level up. There's no discrimination. Oh, I'm old. That does not matter. Oh, you see, I can't walk. I have problems with my leg. That does not matter. Oh, I'm a girl. Oh, I'm a boy. No, it doesn't matter. What matters is this. You have the spirit of God in you and you know how to draw strength from him. You will soar. Let me tell you. You see, soaring is distinction. I said something the other time. I said, you cannot go the direction, or let me, I said, you cannot go towards the general direction and be a person of distinction. Everybody is moving this way, you are there too. I say, this is what is popular. Now you're doing it. And this is the slang everybody is saying out now, you're saying it with them. You are not different. You're just, you know, Part of the path. there's nothing distinct about you. nothing special. That's not the way God wants His people to live. That's not the kind of life He wants us to live. Colorless life, dull, drab life. no, 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 no. He wants you to soar. He wants you to be at the very top. He wants you to master the winds. The winds of the world, the waves. He wants you to walk on the waves like you walked on the waves. He wants to master the troubles of this world and be right on top. As challenges begin to buffet you from the right, from the left, he wants to be in charge. Never to be under the circumstances, but to be above always. That is the way God has designed his children. Now, why are people who say they are God's children always under the circumstances? is because first they don't realize that they are designed to be above. They feel they have to do it the way the people of the world are doing it. Let me give you an example about my own life in the area of uh, moral probity and uh, integrity and holiness. When I was growing up, I had like three, four cousins older than me by as many as five years, living with uh, with me uh, under the control of my parents. I was the youngest among them, so I was the most impressionable. And these people keep, you know, persuading me. All of them had girlfriends. They would bring the girlfriend inside the room that we all shared. They would have sex with them, and uh, you see, they would just do all kinds of things but let me tell you for several years this continued and they persuaded me again and again the mounted pressure i'm telling you that not once did i fall for that i never had a girlfriend i married as a virgin in a world don't think you know immorality is new there's nothing like a, you know new morality or whatever everything they're practicing now you see as it was in the beginning (laughs) so it is right now in social be till the end but what i want to say is that god kept me because god made me to understand something that look distinction does not come by doing what the majority is doing especially when it's wrong listen for a believer there's nothing like peer pressure don't say because this is what they're doing and you must do those things And this is what is now, you know, popular and you have to be, you know, you have to do that. Uh, No, no, no. There's nothing like that. Believers are called to be people of distinction. You see, many times we think, uh, we say, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I believe you. Lord, I believe you. Don't you know that many times it's not about you believing God or trusting God? The issue is, can God trust you? So you may say, yeah, I, I trust God, I trust God. Can he trust you? He wants to trust you. You don't have to do things that people are doing. You must learn that when people want, those who want to soar, who wants to go up, who want to ride above the wings, must decide to live a life that is different, a life of distinction. And it starts spiritually. The Bible says in verse 29, he gives power to the weak. He increases strength to him who has no might. This sin is so big, I don't know how to overcome. God knows how to deal with it. Listen, that you don't know know what to do about that problem, what to do. You are the confused one. God is not confused. You are the weak one. God is not weak. Do not attribute your weakness or incompetence to God. So don't say, ah, because, ah, look, this this is so huge. I don't even know how to deal with it. And uh, you can't find it in you to even, you know, to let go to God. You are the one feeling like that. God is not feeling like that. He is the God of all possibilities and is going to deal with the situation. You must know how to do something. In the Old Testament, it's called waiting on God. There is strength with God for you. People, whether you're young, whether you're old, it doesn't matter. As you're listening to me, let me tell you something about the greatness of God. God is not great for himself. The power of God. When we're talking about the power of God, do you think he has that power for himself? He's not defending himself. Satan can come near him. God's abilities and what we see in God is because of us. His greatness is to us, world or towards us. Are you hearing me? Unless man uses the greatness of God for his own benefit, it is useless. Why? There's no enemy that can con- confront God. So if he's great, he's great for you. Jesus is all powerful. He's powerful because of you. Are you hearing me? When he died, it's because of you. When he was buried, it was for who? For you. When he resurrected, it was for you. So if you do not know, or you don't go out of your way to draw strength for yourself to soar, you are wasting a great opportunity. Everything he did is for you. Now, listen, don't say Christ did it for us. That is true. But if you were the only person in this world, Christ would still have come to die. In other words, you see his sacrifice as being for you, not just for us. This is very important, and this is something you have to understand, that he did this for me. This is for me. He says he gives power to the weak. He increases the strength of him who has no mind. He says, even the youth shall faint. They shall get weary in spite of their bicep, in spite of their six-pack, in spite of their youthfulness, in spite of all they have. you know, their built their muscle and everything. He said, they will still grow weak. Like I said, there are issues in this world that your muscles will not solve. Hmm? That is the way it is. There are things in this world Challenges that you will face, that your certificates will not stop. Your certificates will will be useless in the face of these challenges. Your exposure, you have traveled all over the world. You will not be able to apply them to some situations. The only power that you are going to need will have to come from the throne. And if you don't know how to connect, then you are going to be helpless. So God has designed us to soar as believers. Once you came into the body of Christ as a child of God, he put his Holy Spirit in you, and he he made it very, very possible for you to connect to the source of power. And this is going to give you victory. Now, those who wait upon the Lord or wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. The Hebrew word for that is exchange their strength. How are you feeling right now? Are you feeling down? I may be talking to some young people. I have spoken to young people again and again. Someone with things in this world, a lot of them, parents just can't understand them. You are are not speaking the same language. You are speaking different languages. And there is this generation gap between you. And just feel like giving up the strength for you. And there's understanding for you at the throne of grace. The Bible makes you to understand that God gives that strength and it gives that understanding and that it is for you. It is limitless. The supplies don't dry up. And when God gives, God does not give by upbraiding. He gives abundantly. So whatever you may be going through right now, the Lord says it is possible for you to leave that low level and begin to soar. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now, let me quickly give you some principles that will help you right now as young people to soar. I have mentioned something which I'm going to just reiterate now before we move forward. That is you must separate yourself. Separation, hallelujah. You must learn to separate yourself. One thing I noticed When my my son went to school, my second born, when he gained admission to the university, he would call me. He'd never seen that kind of life before. The first thing he noticed was that there was this herd mentality. Everybody seemed to be going the same direction. Are you listening to me? Let me give you an example. When he got to school one day, okay, when they were having this uh, welcoming service to them. A so-called pastor, everybody called him pastor. He was the one that uh, hosted the welcoming party for them. So everybody was there. They started by saying, okay, let's praise the Lord and things like that. And the thing quickly escalated or deteriorated rather, it quickly deteriorated to some immoral thing. So my son told me that, you know, before you knew it, they started playing some worldly music. And then after a while, they were pairing up and they began to say they switched off, switch off all the lights. And he suddenly was looking. And his friends were calling him, come, pick a girl, pick a girl. And it was, I think, the first or second week in school when they were having this, you know, the welcoming service for them. So he said, He looked at them and was sitting at the back. And when that thing, you know, was getting out of hand and they were now having these lost food dances in that place, my son got up and walked from the back and left. And as he was leaving, the pastor who was leading said, why are you leaving? He just, you know, ignored everybody and uh, he left. Later his friend said, why did you leave there? Are you saying we are sinners, all of us there? Are you saying you are the only uh, holy person? My son only and another girl left. And he didn't care what anybody would say. There were people there who would have loved to leave, but they would be thinking, huh, what, 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 what would people say about me? What are they going to be saying about me? And then, see, they, 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 they remained there. You must learn to leave. When you are supposed to leave, you must learn not to, to you know to follow the bandwagon. Like I said, you cannot go in the general direction and be a person of distinction. And if you want to be outstanding, you must decide to stand out. Literally, you must decide to stand out. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? You must stand out. You must decide to separate yourself. So, God has called us to soar. That means to make a difference. And to make a difference, you must decide to be a different person. It is very, very important. Do you know your value? That's where it starts from. Do you know your value? You must understand that you are not like other people I keep telling my children, you're different. You're different. You're not like others. Let young people understand. Sons in the Lord, daughters in the Lord, my brethren, oh, I'm saying this, you are different. Do not compare yourself with those people and think, well, you see, we're just, no, 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 we're not the same. We have the spirit of the Lord God in us. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ live in me. He said, the life that I live in the flesh, this life that I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and died for me. In other words, I'm not ordinary. So you have to know who you are in Christ. You have to know what value God has placed on you. And let me tell you something. No matter what value God has placed on you, if you do not place the same value upon yourself, you will always undervalue yourself. You will always undersell yourself. If someone was born a prince and went about seeking for a liberal job, that's how people will view him. God wants you to, 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 to value yourself. Let me give you an example. A young person... Born into a Christian home, who has been introduced to the life of Christ right from the beginning, who now decides, young who now decides to be acting maybe like a prostitute and following some people in there? So maybe when he gets to school and begins to do some other thing. Now, the issue is not of exposure. It is not of civilization, it's the issue of ignorance. That person does not know his or her own value. When you don't value yourself, there's nothing you won't do. There's no way people will not talk to you. There are places you are not supposed to be that you are going to be because you do not value yourself. So you must start to value yourself. What does the Bible say about you? What has Jesus Christ said about you? When God places his own Holy Spirit into a person, God must value that person. And he has placed his Holy Spirit in you, he values you. And because he values you, I tell you, you have to learn to value yourself. Because if you don't value yourself, the world is not going to value you. Satan will not value you. No one will value you. You must start to be distinct, You know, to live a life of distinction by valuing yourself. Hallelujah. Now, number two. Soaring, what I want to emphasize again is this. Uh, um, What I want to emphasize secondly is this. Anyone who wants to soar in life must know that you must not befriend weights. What do I mean by weights? What do I mean by weight? Heavy things that you attach to, to yourself. I don't know how many athletes we have here. Do you notice that people who run, or who run maybe long distance, like marathon, like decathlon, or you know, those who do springs 100 meters, 200 meters, 400 meters, something you have to notice about them is that this dress can tell How many of you have seen people Doing that kind of sport, wearing Agbada. Hmm? Have you ever seen something like that before? Maybe when you were in secondary school, they said, okay, these are the people who are going to represent us to, you know, they are, they are representing the school in this sports. So they will go and run. So this one we wear Agbada with um, you know, all kind of. And then, you know, we are, listen, have you seen something like that before? Doesn't work like that at all. Or have you seen people who are going to you know, run such races, wearing these heavy boots, heavy shoes, everything heavy? It's not possible. They usually dress constantly, like they don't have heavy things. They, 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 they don't wear heavy uh, clothing. I remember when I was still very young, I used to walk long distances to school. So sometimes I would remove my shoes and walk barefoot, especially you know, when it was night. I loved where I, I love uh, the feeling of the asphalt, you know, under my feet. In those days, we could still walk anytime, anywhere. So I would carry my shoes, one on my right hand, one on my left hand. And it was a long distance. At the beginning, the shoes were not heavy. Have you experienced that before? When you carry something not heavy, but you walk long distance, the longer you walk, the heavier the thing becomes in your hand. Have you noticed that? It is not because that thing is increasing in weight. It's because the journey is long. Some young people are carrying with them right now, things that appear not to matter, that are not heavy. But the journey is long. The farther into that journey you are going, the heavier that thing is going to become and it will slow you down. Look into your life. You want to soar. You want to soar. There are certain things that you must not carry with you. I want you to open your Bible to um, Hebrews. Go to Hebrews. Hallelujah. Chapter twelve, Hebrews chapter twelve. Say therefore, let's also, seeing we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let's run with Perseverance, this race that is set before us. Hallelujah. Lay aside every weight. The Bible says we should lay aside every weight. That's the first thing we do. Now, it's using sporting language here. It says we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses representing those who have gone on. If you read chapter 11 of this uh, book, You will see what he's talking about. He mentioned great people of faith who had gone on before us. He's now saying that these people are like clouds of witnesses surrounding us and looking on. He says because we have them looking on, he says we must lay aside every weight. Every weight, not some weight. And what are these weights? These are things that are not necessarily sinful, but have impact on your life, whether spiritually, whether morally, uh, you know, whether educationally. <laughs> Those things are but they are going to wait. Friends, for instance, no, it's not wrong to have friends, but these friends are not encouraging you in the things of the Lord. They're not encouraging you to get better in your life. You sit down and talk with someone. No, but then you talk with them, and there is nothing tangible you can bring about. There. You're like, Let me tell you some of the things people discuss about today. Young people may sit down, and they're discussing. About um, you know, things going on in the country in such a way that will not benefit them at all. They might be talking about somebody else, things that don't concern them, they waste their time. Today you waste one hour, tomorrow you waste five hours, day after that you waste three hours. Your life is going, it's going gradually. You want to move forward in life, you want to soar. Let me tell you, you must screen your friends. Screen the people you call friends. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Screen the people you say are your friends. Do not have friends that will not join you to do positive things. Friends that will not encourage you, friends you cannot encourage. When you talk about God, they don't want to hear. When you talk about doing something good about life, they're not interested. They only talk about movies. They only talk. They only show you websites that are not profitable. They only play, you know, gossips, comedies of no intellectual or spiritual, you know, significance. And that's what they're just showing you. Screen them out of your life. Especially when they are now introducing negative things to you. Screen them out of your life. You will not soar with such weights in your life. They will bolt you down. They will bog you down. You know, how does an airplane fly? How does an airplane fly? An airplane uses what is called the law of aerodynamics. It is built to be able to move against the air. It has this wing that can be tilted. As it's rushing against the air, there's a way that we arrange The position of the wings so that air can rush under it and create a lift. Now, the plane, the plane's engine must be on as long as it's in in the air and it must keep moving. If the engine dies, you know, when you look up, it looks like ah, the plane is flying. It is because some principles are adhered to. The moment the engine dies, something, you know, the plane is coming down. When you are up there, or when you want to go up there, you must have enough strength. And that's another thing I want to emphasize. Some believers don't have enough strength for lift. They cannot get lifted. Listen to me. It is good to encourage you. It is good to tell you not to give up, but the Holy Spirit in you must be the power that keeps you going. It's not enough to motivate you. You know, motivational speakers are all over the places and you know, they're doing a good job, you know? But, the, but you see, like Jim Ron said it, Jim Ron said, motivation is not the problem. He said, if you take an idiot and motivate him, you have a motivated idiot. You you see how that works? Take an idiot, motivate him, you have a motivated idiot. It is not about motivating people. Something must be in them that keeps getting them to go on. And for you as a believer, that is the Holy Spirit. You must have a relationship with the Spirit of God if you want to soar. This Spirit is the power behind the believer's soaring. It is the power that makes us to roar. As Satan tries to roar, we roar and we do the real That is not, in fact, Satan himself is scared. This is the power of God. Glory to the name of the Lord. So, I want to go back to some points I made. I said it is possible for a person to soar in some aspects of his life and just be a landlord, you know, at other aspects of their life. I gave the example of King David. David was a man beloved by God, he was a good warrior. He was a great king, but he was a bad father. So he swore in his responsibility as a warrior, as a soldier, as a as a king, and uh, in some other issues. But you can see that he wasn't a good father, and he wasn't a good husband. That David. There are some people, also you know, believers like uh, talking about pastors, there are some pastors, they are very good pastors, but they're bad husbands. When they get their wife and they beat the wife, you will be wondering. You know, they talk anyhow to the wife, they beat the wife. Some of them are not good fathers. They are not soaring in that aspect. Some are not soaring financially as believers. Some are not soaring educationally. God wants you to soar in everything that you do. Now, let me give you a secret of soaring. Every one of us must apply this to our life. Shall we open our Bible to chapter 1 of the book of Psalms? Psalms 1. Hallelujah. The book of Psalms. We're going to read from verse one. I'm reading this uh, simple version again. He says, Are you there, everyone? You're there, let me see your hand up. Someone? Oh, great. Says, Blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand on the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. Do you see that? Blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked. What is the counsel of the wicked? In chapter 1 of, uh, of Proverbs, I think in verse 10, um, Solomon said, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Hallelujah. In other words, they will counsel you to do evil. Now, it says, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers or scornful, as KJV puts it. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Listen, God's word is real. And a lot of believers are not taking the word of God seriously enough. The Bible says that this man delights in the law of the Lord more than the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. They delight in things that don't matter more than the, 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 the law of the Lord, the word of God. He says, This man meditates day and night. On what? He meditates on God's word day and night. You must have a word from the Lord, from the Bible, every day. You must settle it down with his word from time to time. You must feed your spirit. It's all about strength. Many times it is not what God wants to give you that is the problem. It is you that don't have the strength to receive it. The Bible says Sarah received power to do what? To conceive. That was when it was. You, you, it, she was able to have the child. It's the power, you the more receive the strength to receive what God is giving to you. So he says, His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in His law does He meditate day and night. Now, verse 3 says, He will be like a tree planted by the streams of water that produces His fruits in His season. I pray that you are going to produce your fruit in your season. You are going to have what you are supposed to have at the right time. In other words, you are going to graduate when you are supposed to graduate. You have children when you are supposed to You have children. You marry when you are supposed to, have, uh, to marry. You are going to bear your own fruit in your season. In the mighty name of Jesus. It says, whose leave also does not wither whatsoever he does shall prosper you can Hallelujah that is possible that we do that everything we do will prosper not just that you know, we'll prosper in this aspect, we we'll failure in this aspect, everything, everything he does. I pray for you today, that in all aspects of your life, you will soar in the name of Jesus Christ. You're not going to be a failure in any aspects of your life in Jesus' name. Let me start, my, uh, you know, uh, in praying first for, you know, the foundation of your life. Those things that are connected to your life, that will lay the foundation for your future, you will not fail in them. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, you are going to prosper. As you move on into your education, you will soar in that aspect in the name of Jesus. As you move on into your career, you are going to soar in that in Jesus' name. In your health, you will soar in the name of Jesus Christ. You are not going to be a landlobber struggling here, struggling there. The Lord himself will give you wings to fly in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for you in your financial, uh, in in, in your marital life also. As you make choices, you will not mischoose in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord will cause you to get into a relationship that he himself has prepared for you in the name of Jesus Christ. In that aspect also, you will soar. You have seen people who may have good relationship, eventually something just crashes. That will not be your portion in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak into your life that God himself would prepare the way for you to be maritally fulfilled in Jesus' name. Now, I pray for your financial life in the mighty name of Jesus that you will soar financially in Jesus' name. You will not fail financially in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Those things you are reaching forward to, the things you are reaching forward to to achieve, the connections you are believing God for, the establishment you are believing God for, the businesses you are believing God for to prosper, the job, the career, the Lord will send his angel to bring this to pass in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak into your life that what has been heard, you have not had wings to fly to soar in this aspect. You need grace, you need help. Receive the help today in the name of Jesus now, I want to pray for you concerning your spiritual life. Some people have these weights of sin, dragging them down that is not letting them soar. Every habit that Satan has planted in your life that you're struggling with, whether it has to do with your integrity, whether it has to do with the way you do things, sins, all kinds of sins weighing you down, all kinds of waste the devil has put upon you, today the anointing of the Lord breaks them, in Jesus name. I bind every power of Satan, which is another thing that I would have spoken about, but time's going. Demons harassing you, every power from every source, harassing you and dragging you down as you're trying to soar. I Cut off the opinions today. In the name of Jesus, you are released. And God sets you free in the name of Jesus Christ. The power weighs you down. The voices that have spoken against your success, that are trying to keep you down when God wants you to go up, and which you have also agreed with maybe due to fear, due to sin, or other, or, or, or other ways that you are lending them power to succeed in your life. The Lord forgive you, the Lord help you, and the Lord break the yoke of that weight in the name of Jesus Christ. You are set free. You are set free. You are set free. You are soaring in the name of Jesus. Every law that has been written against you concerning your career, concerning your marital life, concerning anything, In the name of Jesus Christ today, the law is broken. The word of grace takes the place of the law that has been written against you in the name of Jesus Christ. You are set free in the name of Jesus Christ. You are lifted in the name of Jesus Christ. You are made to shine in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I speak again now to everyone that is brought down by any sickness. Every demon that is causing you to be sick. Everything, whether they are natural or demonic, that are keeping you down within you, whether you realize them or not. Whether you know it or not within you. Any sickness in your body now, wither away in Jesus' name. They wither away in the name of Jesus Christ. They wither away in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord makes you fruitful in all you do in Jesus' name. The Lord makes you fruitful in all you do in the name of Jesus Christ. From now on, as you open your hands, blessings shall seek you and fill your hand in the name of Jesus Christ. It is well with you. It is well with you. It is well with you. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name, Father. I want you to lift your hands and begin to just bless the name of the Lord. The Lord is ushering you into another level of lifting and soaring in the mighty name of Jesus. Go and stop. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The Lord is ushering you into another realm of lifting and promotion in the name of Jesus. God is lifting you and giving you testimonies in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The yoke of sin over your life is broken. The yoke of sickness over your life is broken. The yoke of stagnation over your life is broken. And in every aspect of your life, you will soar and you will fly. Thank you, Father, because it is so. We bless the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah.
1: Thank you very much, Pastor Dion. (laughs) Thank you very much. God bless you. May God continue to increase you in all aspects of your life. May he cause his face to shine upon you and lift you up. Lift you up in every area. Um, We are all human beings and definitely For you are also having areas in your life where you will need the divine intervention of God. I pray tonight that his divine intervention will come speedily for you in the name of Jesus. We pray for your family that God himself will take particular notice of your family members in the name of Jesus. And continue to uphold you and strengthen them all in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you very much for tonight. Thank you for the wisdom you have shared. Thank you for the insight you have brought from the throne room of God. And we pray that as you continue with us, as you journey with us in this season, the Lord himself will deliver through you what he has for us in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you, sir. God bless Amen. you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. So that's our first session. Powerful, insightful. We Please, bless before, I,
0: before I exit, I want to call yes. on everyone. Okay. Thank you. All right. Before I exit this today, I want to communicate something to you. The Lord wants me to ask everyone to pray about something and uh, this has to do with just a few people but I want everyone to pray about it just pray that the Lord would disconnect you from the relationship that he has not really brought you into I'm speaking to those who are not married. some are in relationship that God did not sanction. Tell the Lord, Lord, do not want to miss these aspects of my life. Let me not walk into a trap of the enemy. So pray that. And I believe God is going to give you divine guidance in the name of Jesus. And I pray for everyone here in the name of Jesus Christ, that you will not be a victim of deception. And what you need to see, the Lord will let you see. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Okay, thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Oh, thank, you.
0: Thank, thank you. Thank you. So, yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. I, I think I can leave right now, right?
1: Yes, sir, I think so. Yes, sir. We'll see you tomorrow thank evening. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Okay, to everyone, um so the program continues in the morning by with aerobics by 7:30. So please let's be in our sportswear and be ready for our 30 minutes aerobics workout. Um, we'll be having our facilitator, Abraham, taking us in the morning. Please um, share the link and um, the different media, the different ways we can listen in and watch the program. Share with your friends. Um, Tomorrow is going to be loaded. After aerobics in the morning, 7.30 to 8, we we expect to have a second guest minister by 11 for the workshop. Workshop topic is dating, uh, courtship, marriage, relationship. We'll just be around all that. And um, you'll be able to ask questions tomorrow. So I think uh, we should all be encouraged to come on Zoom so that we can ask questions. We'll be monitoring the other platforms as well so that uh, we can then write the question for the speaker to answer. But I think it will be tidier if more people come on Zoom, if you have questions. It'll be easier to ask our questions there. And then in the evening by seven, we'll have Pastor Dion back to do a wrap-up. Then on Sunday, by the grace of God, We'll do our thanksgiving in church um can we all type something in the chat box if there ch- are chats yeah in the chats section just ch- type something um thank god we bless god just type something so that i know that we're all here type something Type something, type something. Okay, thank you. I don't care. I've seen that. Tell them what you think about it. Mm. Just in case um, anybody has questions that they have after today's session, kindly um, maybe you can send it to me so that I can um, send it to Pastor Dion and then you can attend to them tomorrow and attend to them tomorrow yeah uh tomiwa yeah your pastor Femi. okay just type something before we say our closing prayer and we and close for tonight Paul Franklin yeah it was a good session too thank god we bless god Okay, so let's not, rem- let's not forget that, um, you know, the points he raised, I think we can use them as our prayer sessions, our prayer points for tonight, in preparing for tomorrow, that you cannot soar, you know, follow the bandwagon. You have to be different. You have to be prepared to stand out. You've got to, you know, realize that God actually wants you to soar in all areas of our life. I'm sure the um, transcription of the message will be written and sent in. In fact, the, 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 the message recording will be on our platform, so we can always go back and listen in in case we were distracted at any point. OK. I don't know if anybody has any question or clarification or comments before we close no no okay okay let us pray father in the name of jesus we thank you for tonight we thank you for your visitation we thank you for your power we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your unction. Father, we pray that our hearts will continue to receive from you in the name of Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, for the, the teaching that you have brought to us tonight. Father, we pray that we will take them and walk with them indeed in the name of Jesus. We pray, oh God, that tomorrow as we continue, this your presence will come more and more in the mighty name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Father, we pray for everyone that will be facilitating tomorrow's sessions, the different sessions, that Lord, you will help them. You will help the media team. You will help all the facilitators, the, the, the guest minister, everybody that will be, you know, ministering in one area or the other. Father, you will help them. You will give them, oh God, excellence in their different areas in the name of Jesus. As the theme says, it's time to soar. Father, they will all begin to soar from tonight in the name of Jesus. And we will see it evident in their lives tomorrow in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Thank you, King of glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Okay, thank you everybody. God bless you. Bye bye. Bye.
0: Mix LR people, mix LR people. We didn't forget you. We look forward to having you all tomorrow again. Thank you so much for joining.